Hey guys, and welcome to r slash short scary stories. The first story we've got today is called Deception. I woke up next to my wife, who I'd never met before, in the bed I hadn't been sleeping in. She opened her eyes, stretched out, then kissed me on the cheek, the same way she didn't every morning. In the corner of the room, a white smudge writhed and pulsated. Before I could sit up to get a better look, my unfamiliar daughter burst into the room shouting, Wake up, Daddy! It's time to go to the park! It was the weekend after all, and not once had I visited the park we went to every Saturday. Okay, okay, let's go get ready. As I stood in the kitchen staring out the window, I saw the blur floating in the back garden. I pulled back the curtain to get a better look. My wife hugged me from behind and lay her head against my shoulder. You okay? You seem a little distracted. I shouldn't have known she'd pick up on it. Yeah, fine, just tired. Something wasn't right. Everything felt familiar but I'd never seen any of it before. I loaded what weren't my things into what wasn't my car, and we headed to the park for a family day out. Whether or not it was my family, I hadn't decided yet. Every so often, the blur crept back into my vision. The more I focused on it, the larger it grew, until all around it, the lines of reality blurred as they receded into nothingness. For some reason, I was drawn towards it. But before the void could envelop me completely, my family grabbed me by the hands. When I looked back, they'd become nothing more than an unfinished abstract painting. They cried and begged me not to go. It would kill me to leave them behind. They were all I'd ever wanted, but nothing I'd ever had. I loved them more than words could say, but... This wasn't my life. It was a mistake. An accident. A lie. I wiped a tear away from the eye of the girl who wasn't my daughter and said, This isn't right. I have to go. I'm sorry. I love you. I turned and walked into the blank space. As I did, the edges of my body broke into tiny fragments and scattered until I disappeared completely. Now, I had no wife, no daughter, and no physical form. I took a deep breath with the lungs I didn't have. Bear with me, Mr. Taylor. I'm trying to figure out what went wrong and make the necessary adjustments. I tried to speak, but instead created a swirling packet of buzzing electrons. Please hurry. I want to be with them again, as soon as possible. Of course, Mr. Taylor. Okay, all done. Hopefully this time, your subconscious will accept the simulation. Going again in three, two... I woke up next to my wife. She opened her eyes, stretched out, then kissed me on the cheek. The same way she did every morning. Wow, this is... uh... It's a bit of a weird one, this one. Um, I really like how the uh, the OP has written this out. 
It was uh, really difficult to narrate, but I actually really enjoyed that one. So, it's scary because you're stuck in your subconscious, and it's a simulation. And your subconscious is fighting its way out, but when your subconscious finally manages to escape, you want to go back. And then you just repeat the cycle over and over again. Nah, it's really good, that. Really good. And that was posted by user JTB685. Link in the description. The next one is posted by user Hubishi. And if I've completely destroyed that pronunciation, I do apologise. Link will be in the description anyway. This one's called Stacy the... Female dog, we'll say. You just don't know when to quit, she cackled, as I got out of the swimming pool, drenched and covered in wet mascara. You really came? Wow. How messed up are you? Sleepovers were never really my thing, but when it came to sweet, hot Dean, I'd do anything. Wow, that's, uh... (laughs) I never thought those words would come out of my mouth. Though it would have been nice to know that she was coming. Stacy, Dean's friend, a stuck-up wannabe Bardashian, Barbie Cross Kardashian, and my bully of two years had just pushed me into the pool. I just wanted to impress Dean and here I am, wet, cold and wanting to wring her neck. Ignoring her, I went inside. I told Dean I'd fallen into the pool and he left to fetch a towel. Bless. He'd said that with that charming voice and forgiving smile. He'll never like you back, you know. He'd kill someone before he'd go out with you. Stacy started. You're just a nobody, a creep. She may be right, but she didn't need to point it out, jeez. I shrugged and sat on the sofa near the lit fire, trying to warm up. Where was Dean? Fed up with my lack of retaliation, Stacy left. I was alone. I breathed a sigh of relief and dozed off, dreaming about what could be. I snapped my eyes open, disturbed by some squeaking above my head. Curious, I looked up at the ceiling. The hanging light was shaking slightly. I left the room and headed upstairs, already guessing what was going on. I reached the top of the stairs and headed towards the... Oh, come on, seriously? Couldn't you just... I just opened the door. They weren't doing what I thought they were. No. No freaky business going on in here. Instead, it was much, much worse. It was completely silent. There'd clearly been a fight, yet I hear no voices. Sheets were torn, things had been knocked over, and the more I looked, the more I realised that the walls weren't decorated with red dots. It was blood. I turned to the left. Stacy was lying on the floor. If it wasn't for the blood, you'd think she was asleep. Towering over her, yet staring right at me, bloody knife in hand, he muttered. She just didn't know when to quit. I couldn't hide my grin. Well, if that's not freaky, I don't know what else is. 
Imagine the main character being the one that's sinister inside. Even though they didn't kill anyone, the the grin. I mean, we, we all hate someone in our life that's mean to us, or at least a bit of a, a dick to us, but I don't think I'd wish death on them. Yeah, maybe a couple. Never mind. The next story is posted by user Word Dogger. That's a pretty cool username. I wish I had one that good. Maybe you aren't as smart as you think you are. He smiled faintly. Gave a little nod. Truth was, he was that smart. Certainly smarter than me. Still, he'd make a mistake, and I'd catch him. Shall I order for us? He asked as he signaled to the waiter. There's no way I'm going to pronounce this one right, but I'll give it a go. Satur de Boeuf à la Parisienne. For both of us. I hope I got that right. The waiter nodded and headed toward the kitchen with haste. Come on, Mario. We both know you did it. Must we talk shop? He asked. The last place the councilman was seen was here. In your restaurant. Five days ago. The two of you were arguing. He was blocking your riverfront project, which is costing you millions. A pittance. He's been clucking your wife. The server arrived with our plates just then and set them on the table in front of us, doing his best to act as though he hadn't heard what I'd said. Mario stared at me coolly, not giving anything away. Let's avoid such contentious topics while we dine, shall we? I shrugged. I was happy to let him stew on that for a while. I didn't know what satay... Here we go again. <sighs> Mispronunciation. Saute de boeuf, whatever. <laughs> whatever it was. But it smelled great. I knew that boeuf was French for beef. I'm just going to say sat de beef. At least I thought it was. But there was this sauce, a creamy sauce that was out of this world. Yeah, we could avoid talking while we ate. I cleaned my plate pretty quick and then sat quiet while Mario finished his. Once he finally did, a busboy cleared the table, and the waiter came. I think we'd like some chocolate mousse, Mario said. Is that okay with you, detective? I nodded. How was your sat... This is going to kill me. Sauté de boeuf. It was outstanding. Best meal I've had lately. He smiled. That pleases me. We really should stop this charade. Why don't you tell me what you've done with the councilman? You know we're going to find him. Give his family some peace. What I've done with him? We know you killed him. Or had him killed. Yet you have no body. The server brought us our desserts. Interesting. We don't need a body to charge you. I took a bite out of the chocolate mousse. Like the entree. It was extraordinary. Either way, it's murder. But you do need proof of murder. How do you know he's not shacked up in a motel with some floozy? Do you have any proof, detective? Of course I didn't. And he knew that. But I was also certain he'd done it. And he knew that, too. We'll find his body eventually. I doubt that. Oh? Why? 
Because if I'm not mistaken, we just had the last of him. What? Sorted, councilman. Nice texture, don't you think? Earthy. No. Surely not. I felt nauseous, but then I felt dizzy. The grunt. He'd spiked the moose. The detective wants to see the kitchen, I heard Mario say as my eyes rolled back. And then I felt myself being lifted from the chair. Wow. Um, well, that's not me eating a restaurant anytime soon. Um, that was creepy as hell. There's a nice twist at the end. Um, imagine, imagine uh, looking for somebody and then having a snack and then that person being your snack without you knowing. And then you get told that, you know, you're eating that person that you're looking for. And then you pass out because they'd spiked you so that you could be a snack for somebody else. <laughs> this is just going to be a, a really bad cycle for them. Well, thank you for listening to the first episode of r slash short scary stories. I've uh, just not had time to dedicate myself to creepypastas anymore. Um, I'm only doing the sort of podcast once a week, sometimes once every two weeks due to time restraints, so... Uh, short scary stories seems you know a bit easier so I'll be doing these in tangent with the uh, with the podcast next podcast will be out on Sunday though I do have a guest joining it so uh, hope you enjoy that one and thanks for listening and take care